0: let mm-hmm. Everybody. It's us again talking about the UFC and uh, this this week it's uh, UFC 198, the Brazil card. And um, once again, I was explaining to Andrew how embarrassed I was that last week I was asking about uh, where Stepe Miocic fit into the title picture and uh, Andrew reminded me that um, he was actually fighting for the title this coming week, so it's a little embarrassing, but what are you going to do? <laughs> But uh, what are you gonna do? yeah. Before we get into it though, man, there's already some drama around this card. Probably oh, man. you know, probably at least to me, uh the fight that I actually was tuning in for, among others, but this is the one that had the most uh interest to me was the uh was Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall. And uh for a number of reasons. But now apparently Anderson pulled had to be taken off the card because of a uh it's like a gallbladder surgery that he's going through. Yeah. And now Uriah Hall's not fighting, and they replaced. They have a replacement fight for uh, for the card now.
1: So they they just moved the placement of the card, the the fights on it, right? So something else goes to the main card. I believe the fight that went to the main card is the um, Barbarina fight, right? Okay,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the guy who beat uh, Sage Northcott, right? Exactly. All right, cool. But, um, I don't know, I just want to talk about, since that, that's not no longer on the card, I just want to talk about that fight a little bit because it's, um, you got Anderson Silva, you know, the GOAT, you know, who was destroying everybody, and now he's 0-3 with one no contest in his last four fights, you know.
1: Pretty uh, tough times. Yeah,
0: hard times for, for Anderson Silva, and, uh, you know, it doesn't diminish any of his accomplishments in the past. I mean, the guy's 41 years old, you know. But uh, a really good matchup for him is Uriah Hall, who I think fights in a similar style, maybe a little bit more karate, like a little bit more um, like traditional martial arts heavy. Or I don't know. Actually, Anderson Anderson has quite a bit of like like tr- traditional martial arts techniques in his repertoire too. But it's almost like the powers that be are setting up like the um, you know the kind of old tiger. To be taken out by you know the old gray you know silverback gorilla to be taken out by the the young upstart, you know what I mean there's like this this like sort of storyline behind that, at least in my eyes, you know uh, I'm not saying that I think uh, Uriah would have won the fight, but it, it definitely is an interesting um, fight to me, you know what I'm saying
1: yeah, it's, it's a really interesting fight. I mean, you look at two guys that are very creative. Uh, the difference, I guess, is that um, Anderson is also creative in his defense, and um, Hall is sort of uh, timid. Yeah. If someone doesn't like, if someone either pressures him too much or doesn't react in the same in the way that he expects them, his reactions aren't as quick or as creative as Anderson overall but he you know at the same time sometimes they are they're very fast they're very fluid they're very different what he does um i think it was going to be either a really interesting fight or an extremely boring fight because it's really hard to tell what you're going to get with anderson i mean you know as i've said you know openly he was winning that he could have won that bisping fight yeah um but he didn't because he was like i'm gonna do all this crazy wing chun against the fence and I think that he, the fight should have been stopped and he should have won, but he lost because of all of that inactivity that he had. Um, and I think that Hall's been like that already in his career, you know, and he just hasn't, he had those scary wins where, you know, it was like, holy crap, he just did this to, yeah. you know, whoever back in the ultimate and, fighter um, days
0: when he was on the ultimate you know, fighter. TUF yeah.
1: But, um, I don't think it had that same lasting effect as Silva had initially because we're talking about like a massive champion, like what, like a 11 championship title reign or something crazy. It was just, he looked, uh, you know, undefeatable. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. And also it seems like Uriah Hall, you know, I, I hate to say that his his, his run in the UFC has been disappointing, but I think what I'll say is that I've been disappointed in his performance based on what he did in the Ultimate Fighter. I, I expected, you know, him to come out and be like kind of a, you know, a little bit more of a world beater than he has been. And I think a lot of it is mental too, you know, there might be some mental component to it. Um so yeah, I mean, I honestly was going to go with Anderson on this one. I thought I think that I you know, we might never see this fight now, who knows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um you know, I I was really intrigued by the fight between these two guys. Who, I mean, Uriah Hall has even said that Anderson Silva was like one of his um, you know, one of his idols. You know, while he's coming up to the sport, but um, but I still think I would I would have gone with Anderson to to pull this one out. You know, it might have been a decision, you know, or something like that. But I I, I would have went with Anderson to, to take this one. I, I totally
1: would have went with Anderson, I, even though I think that at this point he can do stupid shit. Um. I still would have had to go with him. I mean, uh, Hall, he really has underperformed. There's times where he looks great. There's times like the Musashi fight where you're like, Hey, there you go. That's the guy. That's the guy that we know exists. And you know, it's the guy that I'm sure that he knows exists within him, but doesn't always pull the trigger on it. Um, and then there's other fights where you look at it and you're like, man, that guy just didn't, he, he, he just didn't execute either the game plan or have the confidence to pull the trigger and i think that he is a is a good fighter you know it's amazing all the fighters that came out of that ring of combat out of new jersey you got widman you got hall um philip came out of there yeah. although i think that i wasn't the biggest philip Who fan but he you know he wasn't he wasn't really a, he wasn't a bad fighter i just think he tended to okay. eye poke sometimes but you know he was like he has some really good fighters out of there uh, today actually on on um Bloody elbow. I was listening to the care don't care, and they were talking about Hall versus Silva, and they were saying, you know, what's Hall gonna do moving forward? And they said, oh, fight Weidman, and uh, those two have actually already fought. Yeah, and Weidman beat him.
0: Yep, yeah, I, I remember that from uh, when I was starting to pay attention to what uh, what Hall has been doing. I looked up on his um, what is that, uh, sure dog? Then they had that fight listed. So. But anyway, this card. Aside from that, you know, aside from that one little dark spot on the on the card, the rest of the card is like Brazil versus the world, man. It's like pretty amazing. It's like all of your Brazilian um, heroes collected on one card. Except there's only for better or worse. Yeah, for better or for worse, <laughs> right? I mean, all we need is Vandalay Silva on this card, and it would have been pretty much complete. You know, if we had Vandalay on this card, you know, <laughs> it's like we I mean, got cyborg. It's crazy. I never it thought it would ever finally. Happen. In Here the UFC. she
1: is in
0: the UFC. Yep, and, and it's uh, going to
1: be disgusting. Oh, dude.
0: Well, because she's well, we'll get to that. But yeah, I'm you know I'm excited for this fight, and she's uh, fighting at one one forty, so that's an extra five pound uh, cut for her. So um, you know five pounds. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a catch weight. So uh, so that's that's interesting too. It makes things a little bit more a little spice in the mix. You know what I mean? But um, uh, but yeah, from from top to bottom, it's a pretty good pretty good fight um yeah there's a lot a lot of like i said a lot of a lot of heat on the brazilian side and uh, i I would hate to be uh an american fighting down there you know fighting against all these like legends so which leads us to the early preliminaries (laughs) we got uh antonio hajirio noguera fighting our boy pat cummins for a late oh yeah
1: man it's funny you know we were just talking about that guy yeah you know, the Barista. I don't know what his nickname is. It's, it should be The Barista. Yeah.
0: But I think we're both fans of Pat Cummings just because of his, the heart that he has, you know?
1: Dude, that guy, he's just like this all guts, crazy grappler, you know, wrestler. I mean, when they talk about, like, wrestlers, and they're like, you know, remember, like, when Koss was coming on, yeah. he had that explosive double leg, and yep. it was just, like, amazing. They talk about his cardio, and that, like, wrestler won't quit drive. And, man, Patrick Cummins is like, he's like that except it's like he gives, you know, people are like, oh, I give 100%. he gives an actual 100% every round, and the guy just gets, like, exhausted, and you just see him just digging down and just still going for it. And the guy's like he i really 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 enjoy that
0: yeah he's like an old school fighter from like back in the old days like like he, he would be perfect at like the hammerhouse uh fight team right you totally know? he's Hammer like one House. of those guys you know one of those like kevin Randleman. uh you know mark coleman like vibe you know what i'm saying just like yeah uh, phil baroni phil baroni just like one of those gritty wrestler boxer guys that just like you know beat get looks looks like even when he wins, it looks like he loses, you know what I mean? Just like chewed up. Yeah, we were talking fight. about
1: that, that paper skin. Yeah.
0: But um, he's fighting a very weathered
1: Noguera, you know? Yeah, Lil
0: Nog. Yeah, Lil Nog is very, very weathered, um, been through a bunch of wars. And um, he's, he's coming off of two losses, one against Anthony Rumble-Johnson. And, you know, that must not have uh, been too much fun getting knocked out by that guy. That was crazy. Yeah. That
1: was nuts. That, 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 oh my God, that combination up against the fence. Yeah. It, it, it reminded me of, um, another fighter on this card, Nate Marquardt, when he won the welterweight title in Force against Tyrone Woodley, he had him against the fence and he just started unloading on him and just blasted him, blasted Tyrone with this uppercut that just like, oh man, it's just still to this day one of my favorite gifts to watch but at the same time vicious ending and the same thing with Noguera, I mean except that it was like three rumble uppercuts over and over and over and then it was finally that was it and it was like that was ugly yeah there was an ugly beating he got in that one and uh, and then
0: he lost to Shogun too you know? yeah and, and that was closer that, yeah, was, that was more competitive closer, but that's competitive. that's like you
1: know Shogun though
0: later later career shogun
1: yeah, totally. We're talking about a guy that just hasn't been able to find his rhythm in the UFC, even though he did win the title.
0: Yeah. yeah, Kind of crazy. Yep. That was before, right before the, I mean, you know, Jones beat him to get the title, right? I think so, I actually, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he won it against uh, 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 Machida. Yeah, so I mean, it's like before the Jones
0: era in the lightweight, you know, light heavyweight division. Yeah. So in this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Cummins is going to take this one. I know I know that, you know, everyone's going to want to say that is going to pull this out, but I just think based on the, the way he's looked in his last few fights, you know, I just think think that, you know, Little Nog should think about um, focusing on his academy down there, you know, and, like, maybe stepping away from the fight game, you know. And uh, so I hate seeing him get beat up, too, man, because I got such a deep respect for that guy.
1: But I gotta, I gotta go with with Cummins on this one. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you look at Cummins' record, and he's lost uh, Glover Teixeira, OSP, yep. and Daniel Cormier. Yeah, like that's it. Top I guys. I mean, that's those are those are legitimate losses. Yeah, one of them. You one of them I mean, is a the current are legitimate champ. Legitimate wins. They're legitimate losses. One of them. We're talking a current about losing champ. only the top five.
0: Yeah, one's a current champ, and two of the other guys fought for the for the championship.
1: Well, yeah, OSP exactly. fought for the interim, but, you know. But still, I mean, yeah. OSP, you know, he fought John yeah. Jones, went all five rounds.
0: Yeah, definitely. Glo-
1: Glover Teixeira, same thing. I mean, Glover Teixeira just starched Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans, yeah. You know. Um, and, and damn, dude, coming into the UFC off of really, like, what do you have, two fights? Yeah. And he fought DC? Yep. That's it's crazy. impressive,
0: man. I'm impressed by Cummins. I think that he might be this kind of like dark horse guy in that division, you know, Um, as far as like, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but I feel like, like, he's slowly gaining all this experience with these guys. And I think that like, you know, some, he, I mean, he's, he's kind of, he's like older too. He's like in his thirties.
1: Yeah, early thirties. I think he's at ATT. Yeah.
0: So he's, he's in a good camp right now. And yep. I don't know, man. I'm interested to see how this guy's career comes together. You know, he's got good coaching and he's got a a gritty attitude and he's fighting top top tier, like top tier competition and getting all that experience against, you know, champions, basically, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that's interesting about this is, okay. Little Nog is 21 and 7. His best win is over Overeem in 2006. Right. That's a long time ago, it is. man. It was really about 10 years ago, his best win against Overeem. Um, I mean, you know, there's other fights I'm sure that you could say that might have been better, but I think Overeem stands larger. He beat Rashad. He beat Tito. The Rashad fight was very tedious. He lost to Bader. He lost to um, Phil Davis. Right. Um, uh, It's interesting. I mean, I, I think that Nog is like, you know, he's like a. Oh, it's tough to say, like a like a like a bottom of the top ten type of uh, guard right now. You know, it's it's like you can't get into that top of the division without beating him. Right. He has a lot of name recognition. He's a lot like his his twin brother actually in this way in the respect of the division. He's a great test for Cummins, and I can't read it. I really can't. I don't know where Nog's at at this point. I don't know if Nog's boxing is going to be crisp enough. Um, Cummins has been hittable, but he's fast. His boxing's still coming together. He's got the takedowns. I don't think that – I think Cummins could stay out of trouble on the ground, ground and pound, maybe control. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, my heart says for Cummins. Um, my head – I'm just not sure where either of these guys are yet. You know, one's an old legend who has a lot of tricks, and one's a new guy, and I don't know where he's at yet. So I don't have a pick. I hope Cummins wins. Best of luck to Lil Nog.
0: Yeah, like I don't. I, I want to see both of these guys win. To be honest with you, but you can't. You know, someone's got to lose. You know, but it's like. Yeah. But you know, I just I think that. Cummins has got that wrestler top game, like that heavy top game too. You know what I mean? For like, oh, I just imagine
1: him unloading some elbows. Yeah, just and, like and grounded pound from full guard. Yeah, you know, you know like just some like, like classic that classic shit
0: brutality. You know, from the top. So, uh, my I'm I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out like a little bit out on a limb, and I'm I'm gonna stick with my Cummins prediction. And that.
1: yeah, I'm saying Cummins. Yeah. I think I think Cummins can do it. Yeah, you know,
0: just to shake things up a little bit. You know. <laughs> So um I I'm just going through the ones that I I'm I'm interested in really. I mean, you might want to jump in, but uh cool, man. We
1: can we can double back. We'll yeah. cover the ones that you wanna get and Yeah.
0: So uh the on the uh Fox Sports One prelims, we got John's John hands of stone lineker versus uh Rob Font in a Bantamweight. And, and Lineker's you know, recently moved up to Bantamweight.
1: I hate Lineker.
0: I hate him too, but
1: I hate him. I hate his fucking attitude. I hate when he beat Ian McCall and he was rubbing his stomach. The dude missed weight.
0: Yeah. And then
1: he was like, hey, look at me. I missed weight. I'm fat. Ha, ha, ha. I still win. That's, like, fucking shitty, dude. What a shithead. I don't I want, like him. I
0: want him to lose. Yeah. Know. But I don't know if he's going to lose this one, though.
1: Well, I mean, you look at two of his recent losses at flyweight against uh, Ali Bogatinov, And then you look at the Luis Garino. And those are people who are, like... Fast well one was durable and fast, volume punching, and the other one had a game plan and stuck to it. And I could see Font doing both of those things. I could see him sticking to a game plan. I think that font fights out of Sityotang and in, uh in Boston. Yep. And Mark Delagrat's uh it, camp. Yeah, Delagrati. You know? Yep. And I could see him uh, sticking to a a game plan, going in there. He's got good boxing. He's got good, good kicks. Going in, you know, hitting a three-punch combination, backing out. Lineker, man, he's just a freaking, you know, swinging for the fences. swinging for the fences, swinging for the fences. Um, If this goes out of the first round and, and he can't put Font away, I could see Font being smart. I think Font's a smart fighter, and I think he can totally win this.
0: I'm gonna stick with Lineker on this, even though I just dislike him. But I just see him hit getting hitting him with like one of those shots. But then again, he is up at a I mean, we're talking about one thirty five versus one twenty five. And at that at that size, at that body weight, that ten pounds is, is a pretty big differential. So he might not have that same power at one thirty five as he does as as one twenty five.
1: You know, well, in the Rivera fight, the previous fight for Lineker, it did look like he had the power, he had speed, he definitely looked fast, and he just slugged it out in the phone booth range with Rivera. I don't think Font's stupid. I think Rivera is like, super gutsy and wanted to prove something and was like, this guy's coming up, and I'm going to show him what's going on in my division. And that was a really, really poor choice. And they slugged it out, and he got hit, and then he got choked out with a guillotine. That was, like, really stupid for Rivera. Um... I just don't see Font doing that, so I'm gonna pick Font as the upset.
0: Okay. Hey, is, do you know if Lineker has a wrestling background? Primarily, like I don't. Did, did he come out of a wrestling? I, for some reason, I feel like he's another wrestler. I might be, uh, I might be wrong. Anyone out there, if you guys know, um, feel free to, you know, let us know what Lineker's background is. If he did have any wrestling, it's gone now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, also on the, uh, Fox sports one, uh, prelims, we got Tiago Santos versus Nate, the great Marquardt at uh, a middleweight contest. And, uh, you know, Nate, the great, you know, kind of, you know, a legend, I would say, you know, legendary, Absolutely. you know, he's got, He's been through a lot of wars. Um, kind of difficult to say where he's at too. Um, you know, in his last few fights, he's looked a little, you know, he's had some, he's got to had some. been knocked out a couple of times, but, um, you know, but for me, I just never want to bet against Nate Marquardt, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, sure, man, like that CB Dalloway fight. Yeah. He was losing it, and then CB rushed in, and then he caught him. Nate Marquardt's one of those guys, it's funny, a lot of people are like, what, this guy gets a pass? I don't know why. Yeah. He does. Sorry. You know, it's like, this guy's been fighting against since Pancrace. This guy's is a legend and he's had some of the most beautiful, brilliant TKOs, just like video game esque, beautiful, like amazing, surreal violence. And I don't know. Post TRT, Nate though those looked really diminished. You know, just not so good. And Tiago Santos I mean, we're talking about a guy that's got seven TKO victories.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's on a His last streak. win,
1: he beat the shit out of Elias Theodoro. Uh, he KO'd Steve Bossy. It looked like he was going to kill the dude. That's the that hockey head player. Kick that just yeah. freaking froze him. That's the hockey player, right? It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the hockey player. <laughs> and he TKO'd Andy Enns before that. I mean, Andy Enns, you know, it's not like it's a name or anything. But we're talking about a guy that is like, you know, a wood chipper. The guy's violence. He comes at you and it's like he's a hard hitter. And Marquardt is crafty, and he used to be, I don't know if he has, I don't know where his speed's at. I have no clue where he's at. And he's obviously not durable anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And I just think that Santos is going to hit him with like a vicious body kick or something, and then it's just going to unload on him. Everything he's going to hit him with is going to be really, really hard. Whereas Marquardt, you know, he's in the twilight of his career. Yeah. And, um,
0: I mean, he's got his lot, he's got two, he's two and two. And his losses are against Brad Tavares, who's no longer in the UFC, I think, right? Didn't he get dropped?
1: Tavares, yeah, I think he got cut.
0: Yeah. And uh, Kelvin Gastelum, who, he's another guy. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's ironic. Well, not ironic, really. But, like, it's interesting that he fought Uriah Hall and defeated him. Because I've been kind of disappointed in Gastelum's
1: um, Absolutely.
0: performance in the UFC as well. He's looked very kind of lackluster in his fights.
1: He looked like he was going to be like a welterweight Cain Velasquez. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he had sick cardio Yeah, and I was like, man, at one seventy, this kid's going to be a monster. And then his, he had all these, then he was like Lineker. He had like shit weight cutting. He just fucked up. And then God, man lost some stupid fights. Whereas like, really like the fight again, he lost against Magny. Yeah. He lost against Woodley. He said he was sick and it was like, damn like I felt like he had some real potential and then he you know he beat he beat the shit out of Marquardt then went back down to Welterweight and man he just hasn't found his groove and he's super young that kid but I I agree with you I think that he's a lot like Hall in the way where it's like we expected more of him especially the way that he dominated Hall in in that that TUF um
0: I kind of feel like he's even too big for Welterweight I mean I mean too small for welterweight, mm. Gastelum rather. I mean he's definitely too small for middleweight. You know, like I don't think he can really hang with the other middleweights, you know, he's, yeah, no he's way. just a little guy compared to them. I mean, in a lot of even at 170 he didn't really he didn't look very fit, you know what I'm saying? I think that if that dude was at 155 with his frame, I think that's probably where he would find more success, Gastelum. Just, but
1: he might be one of those guys. I mean, he sort of looks like someone who could maybe make it to one sixty. I mean, cause yeah. he, he doesn't look. Yeah, I think he probably could be a little like a little more quotation marks fit. You know, cut. But you can see that he's still he, he's sort of like broad. Yeah, he, he's got one of those bodies where it's like ah, you know, his his center is is just too wide. He's yep. not gonna be able to really cut down too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I even though I hate going against Nate the great you know because he's like such a legend in the sport you know i I just I personally don't see him making it out of this one no I think he's
1: gonna get smoked
0: yeah
1: uh the next one I believe is the uh varley Alves versus Brian barbarina
0: and that's been moved up to the main card now
1: Correct. Yeah, because of our, our – uh,
0: the Anderson Silva, Uriah Hall fight being being removed. So, yeah, Alves and Barbarina. Yeah.
1: I see why they did that in a way. Uh, you know, I mean, if the Patrick Cummins little nog isn't the headliner for the Fox prelims, I don't understand. That's Alvin actually is. the
0: early prelims. Cummins and, and Noguera is the, uh, the, fight, the uh, fight pass prelims, I believe, the early prelims
1: crazy yeah uh Varley Alves whoops phone fell sorry about that Varley Alves is probably gonna destroy Bar- Brian Barberina yeah because I uh, Barbarena, you know as you saw in the Northcut fight I mean I did like seeing Northcut lose I mean whatever I'm uh, I, I am you know I can admit that you what, know the what guy, was, what was that the guy was hyped up and everything and then Barbarina is a 155er. Yeah. And here he is, still fighting at 170. And Varley Alves is 10-0. He's like a he's like a submission ace and the guy's a prospect. I, I think Barbarina's got <laughs> the real shit into the stick on this one, man. Dude,
0: that's kind of what I was thinking too cuz I was like this must this must be like punishment for like, you know, exposing or I'm, I'm not even going to say that he exposed Sage Northcote, but I mean Derailing that dude's career A little bit This is probably right. his Like yes, you know absolutely. Comeuppance for that He's gonna get smoked By by this you know Savage You know what I mean Because yeah. I think that you know Putting him against Varley Alves is like Like throwing him To the sharks You know what I'm saying You know like so. A real
1: hungry shark A prospect shark Who's yeah. just like Has something to prove still Totally man You know
0: Moving up through the ranks You know
1: And again Barbarana used to fight At 155 Yeah It's like Dude, go back down to fifty-five.
0: Did he have a beard in uh, when he fought uh, uh, Northcut?
1: I can't remember. I should watch that again. <laughs> yeah, because it was like
0: kind of um, in this in the photograph they have on the on the on the, the website there on the UFC.com. He's got like a beard. and He looks kind of you know gnarlier. I don't. Rem- I remember him being like a little fresh-faced kind of guy. You know? No, I
1: think he. I, I remember looking at him sort of like trashy. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, uh negative way. I just mean him you know, looking like, you know, sort of like a gritty scummy dude,
0: like Indiana style. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I mean, that, that's going to be, that's going to be a, that's gonna be a um, you know, a beat down, I think, you know, I would be surprised if Barbara Raina makes it out of the first round on this one.
1: You know, he looked like, like Carl from Co- Coffin Worm, if he was homeless. <laughs> exactly, man. All right,
0: so we got, uh, oh, shit, man. Is this right? We got Damian Maya versus Matt the Immortal Brown. Oh, actually, that's still on the Matt the Immortal Brown, Damian Maya. That is still on the. That's pay per view. That, no, 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 no. That's on the prelims. Are you sure? I'm 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 sure cuz I'm looking at it right now. And uh
1: what is that's a fucked up world we live in. Yeah,
0: that's that's the, the, the that was the thing I had a I thought was weird cuz like I re, I'm reading it in the old order when they when we still had Anderson Silva on the on the card. So it's that to me would have been a more apt replacement fight instead of bumping up Alves and Barbarena. So yeah,
1: this is this has to be like uh that has to be the headliner. That is though, the right? headliner.
0: That's the headliner of the of the prelims.
1: That's a hell of a headliner, <sighs>
0: dude. You know, I mean, that's cool. Uh, to me, that seems like a main event card, though. You know, that seems like a not a you know like the a main card fight. You know, but then again, this this card is pretty stacked. So you know.
1: It, oh, dude, but yeah, I agree with you. It's a main card fight. I mean, Maya is on a tear right now. Yeah, he's beating everybody, man. He's looking great. Since that McDonald fight, he's looking awesome.
0: Yeah, he's on a four fight. I think he's won his last four, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, last four. We got Gunnar Nelson, Neil Magny, Ryan Laflair, and Alexander Yakolev.
0: I was so so happy when he defeated um, Gunnar Nelson because a lot of people... Dominated. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because a lot of people were picking Nelson over Maya. Yeah, by sub even. Yeah. And I was like, like, like jujitsu guys. Yeah, like you guys are fucking out of out of your mind if you think that that's gonna happen. And I'm like, you you guys must have forgot about fucking Damian Maya's abilities on the ground, you know? And uh, they're
1: like, ah, he's old. It's Like, yeah, yeah, no way, dude. Fuck that, Damian Maya, all the way. I mean, you know, Matt Brown, he's a, he, he was a great Cinderella story. I think he came into the UFC like 12 and 11 or something crazy. I'm pretty sure that's what his record was. Now he's 20 and 13. Yeah. Congratulations to that. And he's great to watch. He's fun to watch. The guy's awesome. His Muay Thai. Oh man, his knees on the inside in the clench. You get Damian Maya in that clinch though, he's going to he's going to trip take down and then he's going to fuck you up on the ground with jiu-jitsu. Yep. It's going to be beautiful how he rolls over. It's going to be like the blob. On top of Maya. He's on top of, sorry, excuse me, Brown. Maya's gonna just like take control. It's gonna be insane. I mean, Brown's someone who's had deficiencies with submissions in the past. I looked it up though, and he hasn't lost since 2011 to Seth Pasinski by submission. Since then, he's, you know, has not lost by submission. So, you know, it's part of you, someone could say, not you, someone could say, part of someone could say, he's short of those deficiencies. But this is Damian Maya. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, Damian. It's, Maya, it's totally different. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's uh, like on a—he's like on that elite
1: level of, of grappling, you know. And uh, you, re- you remember how we
0: neutralized John Fitch when they when they had their fight? I think that was Fitch's last fight in the UFC when when he fought Maya. Yeah, totally total neutralization. You know, um, total props though for Matt Brown for being a total badass for taking this fight because, and the reason why I took it, he said, I knew it was going to be a tough fight for me. So you got to give that, you got to give respect there,
1: you know? Absolutely, man. You know, I think that guy says stupid-ass shit. Matt Brown, but yeah. you know.
0: He's from the Midwest, right?
1: Yeah, he's from the Midwest. He has like a tattoo that looks like a, you know, Creed bumper sticker on his stomach <laughs> or something, you know? It's, it's terrible like a side project. It's like the logo of the side project of Creed is tattooed <laughs> on his stomach.
0: Did, wasn't he like uh there was some sketchy in his past. Like wasn't he like in jail or or on drugs or like addicted to meth or something like that early on? There's some some storyline from his past that was like super sketchy.
1: But I like I think you're thinking of that guy with the gigantic Amish beard. Oh uh Against M, yeah, he last just name. he
0: just fought right. recently too.
1: Yeah, he lost, got st- got destroyed. Yeah. by uh, by Ponzanibio.
0: I, I want to say my um Matt Brown had a similar thing in his past, you know, hmm. like he's you know he's like on, on meth or something like that. You know? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, he's from that part of the country where that's just right, running yeah. hey. rampant over everybody, you know.
1: Actually, speaking of meth. <laughs> There, uh, across from where the. At my work, there's a kitchen that cooks everything.
0: Yeah, including meth.
1: No, but across from that, there was this <laughs> little shed. A shed. Like a tool shed in this parking lot. All of a sudden, like a SWAT, SWAT team descended upon it. It was a mobile meth lab. Damn. Wow. Yeah.
0: How do you, how do you feel about that? out
1: well i don't know how mobile like a stationary building is but <laughs> you know i think it's funny i mean they were like dealing out of it and it was like seriously like in a shed like a tool shed like you know you could fit one you could fit four people you know each side by side in it you know what i mean
0: is that is there a big meth problem up there in ithaca
1: or you know
0: ithaca doesn't this is the second is that... this
1: is the second time i have heard about meth
0: really in ithaca or
1: in, or in yeah. your life it just an <laughs> no, just, it's in Ithaca, just right? i mean like i remember one time someone was saying that there was like a an actual mobile meth lab in the parking garage that almost got busted wow
0: like in the like it, in the first season of uh breaking bad sort of
1: yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah i mean there's like a lot of like weird redneck freaking places around here man you know
0: yeah yeah, it, you know, it people is a, need something to do. It is, is something New, to do. It is upstate New York, you know, and things get can get sort of red redneck up there, definitely for sure. You know, all right, man. Moving right along. Uh, well, so we're um, both picking Maya, right? I'm yeah, totally, one hundred percent picking Maya. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So, um, we just did this out of order because Barbarena and uh, and Alves are on the main card, but the. Moving along the way, I have this thing listed the, onto the main card. We got Shogun Me Hua, too. Shogun Hua, and Corey Anderson. Um, on the main card.
1: Now this Beast him, 8
0: 25.8. The best man. I'm gonna start using that 25.8. It's all day, man. 25.8. I love that shit, man.
1: <laughs> it's so funny, man. An extra hour, an extra day. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. This fight is sad. Yeah, this it, fight is really sad.
0: And this is another one of those fights which I feel this card has a lot of is the destruction of the legend. You know, it's like the the kind of uh destruction of the idol, you know, by the new breed. And uh or or trying to set that up to extinguish like these like you know, former the former glory of these like past legends. You know what I mean? I, I hate to see that shit where it's like, they set these guys up with these, like, you know, I mean, Anderson's on, a, um, he's like, what he's won like he's, he's on a bit of a winning streak right now.
1: Right. So Corey Anderson, huh? I don't know how much of a winning streak is he? He's on, he just beat Tom Lawler who'd come back. He used to fight mill Yeah. But Lawler won that first round. So here's right. the thing. I was thinking about this. If Shogun comes out like Lawler did in that first round, though, I don't necessarily think MMA math works. Shogun is taller, rangier, maybe strikes better. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, you know. I, I, also, Shogun beat Lil Nog, and in that fight, I think he had started trading with. Uh, Either shoot the box or Rafael Cordero again. Yeah. I, th- yeah I, thought right. his Mu- I thought his Muay Thai looked better than it had looked. Yeah.
0: I mean, Shogun, that, that's Shogun's strength, is his kickboxing.
1: You know what I mean? But Corey Anderson's got that, you know, blank. he's long, really long. Long punches, long kicks. So I think Lawler, Tom Lawler, might have been tricky to him because he's like a little pit bull. The guy's like 5'10 fighting a heavyweight, you know? And, um, Shogun might be something he's more used to in terms of like the distance only being two inches. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that a lot is going to be learned in the first round. And I think Shogun can win this. I don't see Corey Anderson having that OSP, like just Confusing. brutal one punch knockout yeah. ability in this to like a diminished Shogun. Um, I mean, Corey Anderson lost to John Vellante true you know yeah i mean at the same time shogun's not dependable no, I mean, the no guy, he's up the, and down you know so i don't know it's, it's tough. but I, I think that this is you're right i think this is another one of those fights just like the cummins lil knock fight you got two guys fighting against new guys legends fighting against new guys who possibly could beat them yep yeah there's it's a, a chance te- it's a it's a test it's a real test yeah. for both of the parties which is interesting that's good matchmaking
0: I'm gonna stick with Shogun on this one though. I, I still, because I deep down believe he can beat
1: uh, Anderson. You know. What yeah, I mean? I'm gonna stick with it too.
0: But I had to say that little spiel in the beginning because there's a there's in many there's a lot of fights on this card where it, there it's almost like this kind of like sacrificial, go out on your shield like, you know how like in the UFC they always like to like make these new guys, on the 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 sort of career of like waning. Former, you know, dominant fighters like with Cro uh, Cop, and um, you know, even though Cro Cop hasn't really, I mean, he, you know, I, I don't say his his UFC career wasn't really illustrious, like it wasn't K one or something like that, but but you know, pitting a guy like him and Brendan Schaub together when Schaub was like a new face and Cro Cop was like the old guard, you know, and he got knocked out in that fight, so it made this other guy horribly, hurt him, you know. And um, but that's kind of like what this card feels like. A lot of these fights, you know, you got you got little nog, you got uh, you know, Hua, all fighting like these kind of like younger guys with like, you know, up and coming kind of vibes about them. And and uh, I kind of hate to see stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I no, I I hear you on that. I, I mean, these you know, it's. <clears throat> And when you, when you actually look at the whole card, a lot of it's like that. Even Jacare versus Vitor is, yeah, you know, a younger dude versus yep. a you know, Vitor fought at like you know UFC, oh yeah, five yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> yep. yeah. I mean,
0: you know, but yeah, Jacare is not. Yeah, I mean, he's similar to Cummins, he's not like a young guy. But yeah, he's like a you know, relative to the guy he's fighting, he's like a new you know a newer face in in the sport,
1: you know. <laughs> Right, comparatively, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing to note is looking at a picture of Shogun in his last fight and looking at a picture of Corey Anderson. I mean, Shogun, he's very rarely in the UFC looked physically in shape.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if it's because his knees. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about drugs. And there's not anything that's supposed to be underlying of that. Just the fact that I don't know what his his will to um, really drive himself in cardio has been in training. I don't know. I'm not trying to call him lazy or anything. I'm just saying his body might not be able to go to that distance that it used to be able to go. I don't know. He, he just physically has never looked like he used to, but he's also had like three knee surgeries and is coming up. Back from another sur- like a surgery or an injury, yeah. Because he was supposed to fight um, on the last card or the one before that or something, got injured again. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's just like so prone to injuries, worse than probably anyone in the UFC, maybe maybe ever. Except for maybe Cain Velasquez, but I mean, ah, there you go. You're yeah. right. Yeah, Cain <laughs> mean, Velasquez is like just came crashing through the wall in a Kool Aid Man suit. But but like that
0: is is because of the you know just the ferocity of the way they train at aka you know i mean they a lot of guys yeah. get everyone seems to be getting injured out of that camp you know cormier Nurmagomedov, Madov, uh you know fucking that uh, kickboxer the uh that you mean uh, the kickboxer from from aka yeah
1: there's a kickboxer who was training with d c who was oh.
0: supposed to fight oh uh chai um Fuck, dude. Yeah. Chai, he's in glory. Chai something or other. He's like seven feet tall or something like that.
1: Yeah. He he broke his hand. Yeah, he broke his Uh, hand. He's in his head. That's right.
0: (laughs) These guys go, it's fucking insane, man. They are probably training with the small gloves too, and that's exactly it. You know, it's just like, which is funny because like, you know, big gloves versus small gloves, the only, it's not, it doesn't protect your head. I mean, wearing big boxing gloves doesn't really help the guy getting punched it helps the guy throwing the punch you know what I mean yeah totally you can hit way harder with a fucking full boxing glove on than you can with like those four ounce gloves or whatever the fuck the small gloves so it's like that dude probably is used to throwing with like with sparring gloves on you know like like 16 ounce sparring gloves and then then he's probably wailing on some dude with those little ass gloves and that's probably how he broke his hand you know it's crazy but they shouldn't be going that fucking hard man Totally. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that guy's a beast, man. He used to play basketball. Apparently, he's like a he's British. Chai, something like right. that. Right. Yeah, he like
1: yeah, He's to played basketball.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna pick I, I'm gonna pick uh, Shogun on this one. I'm gonna stick with uh, you know like I think he can beat Anderson, and like I, I'm gonna stick with Shogun on this. I'm probably gonna be wrong,
1: but I'm gonna stick with Shogun. Oh, um well first on this pick, I don't know, man. I'm gonna pick Shogun just because I don't think Anderson's anything special in terms of like one, being a fan, like being like I don't wanna see Shogun lose to a guy who I don't think is gonna be in the top ten. No, yeah, that's and how that's I don't, that's kind I don't of think I'm that he's gonna be in the top ten. It.
0: No. No. And that's the I other really thing don't. that sucks about these fights. It's like you know, Shogun and, and Little Nog, you know, Vitor, Anderson Silva, If the, when, when he was on this card, has everything to lose by losing these fights. And the guys that they're fighting have everything to gain by beating them. You know, like they have, all those guys I just mentioned, they have to win. They can't, like, to maintain their legacy almost, it's like they have to win. They have to beat, they have to d- defeat these these fighters that they're pitted against. And these up and comers almost have nothing to lose by fighting them, you know. Um, you know, Anderson, you know, he fought if he loses to Shogun, it's like, well, you know, I lost to Shogun, he's a legend, you know. Anderson Silva versus uh, Uriah Hall. If Hall loses to uh you know, to Anderson Silva, he's like, Well, you know, he's Anderson Silva, you know, he's he's a legend, you know, he's uh it was he's only lost, you know, whatever, three fights or four fights or whatever. You know, and uh but if but if he defeats Anderson Silva, it legitimizes his place in the rankings. You know Uriah Hall. But if he if he defeated Anderson Silva, if they ever fought, and he defeats him, that makes him more relevant. It takes it takes him out of that obscure netherworld that he's kind of like living in right now. And if Anderson loses, it's just like another nail in the coffin for him, man. Because then he's going to be like zero and four. You know. And that's fucking a bad spot for him. So, so Silva had to win this fight, man. You know, absolutely. So, anyway, so moving along, we got probably one of the. <laughs> we got a uh, Christian Cyborg Justino Venancio versus Leslie Smith. And uh, Leslie Smith is dead. I just see pain, and and brain damage concussive power um <laughs> brutality uh you know just uh a total beating being administered and um yeah man i mean to, cyborg just crushes everyone that's kind of like in, in mma she like beats everyone up and that, you know and that's this is at a catch grade of 140 you know and um the one interesting fun fact about Leslie Smith is that she was that fighter who almost had her ear exploded when she was fighting Jessica I. Oh. <laughs> she was like, her ear was like hanging off of her skull. and uh, Yeah. But she wanted to keep going, so. <laughs> she's tough. It's a fun fact. Yeah. Know.
1: Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> I think she's like four and six hmm. or something like that. But she was, like,
0: the only one who wanted to take this fight, too, apparently. From what I heard, the fight was offered to a lot of female fighters, and they declined.
1: So she's super durable, because that fight, that Jessica I is the only TKO loss on her record. And it was a stoppage because of the exploded ear. Because of the exploded ear. Yeah, it was, like, a medical Other stoppage. than that, she has five decisions. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's going against somebody who is going to weigh, like, 15 pounds at least, let's speculate, more than her. You know, because... She herself is used to cutting to 35, right? Who? uh, uh Leslie
0: Smith. Smith. Yeah, she's a bantamweight in the women's. I mean, they don't have a, a featherweight weight class for women in the UFC.
1: So, yeah, she's right. used to going down to 35. So she fights at 35. Now she's like, okay, I have to cut whatever less. I'm going to fight at 140. But she can cut to 135 and probably pretty easily because she's been doing it the whole time without any issue. Yeah. On the scale, yep. And she's fighting against someone who's never cut to one thirty-five, who might not ever be able to cut to one thirty-five. At one forty, someone who's usually is fighting at one forty-five, one fifty-five, like a beast. You know, I mean, like just disadvantages.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, this is gonna be. This is gonna be. uh Probably one of the one of the most violent fights. It might be it might be one of those like blast fast knockouts, man. Like a lot of a lot of Cyborgs fights. If you watch your fights, they're like a lot of them don't even. Most of them don't even go past the first round, man. Like they're just like. But
1: what what worries me though is Smith is so durable.
0: Yeah, but if she connects with that chin, no matter how durable, it just shuts you. I hope
1: so. You know what I mean. For Smith's sake, I hope so. Yeah, I can just imagine two two rounds of just. Teeing off on Sheer, her. yeah, just like dominant, just
0: being you know cyborg on the top game, just like raining punches and elbows down on her face, and
1: or just like a you know a punching bag with legs, just walking around, you know. Yeah,
0: the only thing I can see is is funny. We're not even giving this lady a chance, but it's like the only thing that's that might save her is that um, they call fights when you're not defending yourself, uh, you know, intelligently. So if she just like, you know, say she's got her up against the cage and she's just protecting, she's just like defending, like not by any kind of movement, just taking shots. They might even call it as a result of that too. You know, I mean, they're, you know, I mean, you have to be doing something with your body to intelligently defend strikes, and that's how they, they, you know, that's like one of the rules, I guess, and like the, the official, you know, referee. But either way, man, yeah. it's just uh, you know. Head trauma, um, blood, viciousness—you um, name it, man. It's all going to be in this fight. <laughs> totally.
1: The totally. only thing that's not going to be in this fight probably is uh, Leslie Smith raising her hand. No,
0: I, I hate to say that, but I think you're you're probably right about that. All right, so we had um, this is where the Silva your Hall fight would have been after this one. So the we're up to the co-main event now, which is uh. Vidor Belfort versus Ray Souza. So uh once again this I think this is probably <clears throat> the, the only fight on the card where it's Brazilian versus Brazilian. I think so.
1: I'm yeah, not, uh, I think yeah. so. It's the only yeah, it looks Brazilian like Brazilian
0: on Brazilian violence.
1: Um this is the only fight one.
0: Fight on the card.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: So, um, Jacare hasn't really, you know, I know everyone's like all hyped up on him and from what I've heard and what I've read, people are really, really, I think, is he the, I think he's the favorite in this fight.
1: Is he really? I, th- I think Interesting. so. I don't know.
0: A lot of people <laughs> in all the reading I've done and other podcasts, everyone's all, all hype on, on Jacare defeating Vitor, but you know, I mean, I'm a Jacare fan. I love his, his grappling style. Um, but he hasn't really looked that great in his last couple fights.
1: You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I think that Yul fight, he might have, he was pretty close to winning it. Um, that was a really close fight. Uh, this is a this is a really tough fight because Vitor is like, post TRT. I mean, the guy is like, could fight at one seventy. <laughs> it looks like he could just keep cutting weight, yeah. incredibly shrinking man. Um. Jacare, obviously awesome on the ground. Vitor has always had a deficiency with, like, really strong wrestlers. You know, uh, Tito, Randy. Um, I know is not that type of guy, of grappler.
0: Yeah.
1: Vitor still has that hand speed. He's got that flurry. He's a one-round fighter at this point. You right. know, That's all he's got is one round especially post-TRTV tour. Um, but because of his power and his hand speed, I still can't count him out in that one round. But, I mean, I, I think Jacare should be able to get to the second round. I mean, Jacare took that crazy, you know, grounded pound from uh, from Yole yeah. and, and fought, fought two more rounds. So I think that he can he can weather the storm with Belfort and, uh, and win two rounds after that. I don't know if he can stop him or anything but Jockery should be able to win and get a legendary win on his resume i mean yeah. jacquery hasn't lost um before Yule since 2011 to yes. rock hold and yep. was on an eight fight win streak too many of those fights were wins against chris camozzi but yeah you know he had some other good ones on there yeah rock hold was against that was when they were in strike force yeah championship yeah, championship yeah the
0: um I don't know, man. This is, it's coming. When I think about this fight, it's almost like I'm having this like shamanic vision of Vitor knocking him out with like a spinning back kick in the first round. Like I just can't get that image out of my head, man, because that's how Vitor finishes, guys. Somehow, out, out of nowhere, he's like throwing these like taekwondo like kicks, and I mean, that's how he knocked out Rockhold, and that's how he yeah, that's this, how he knocked out that was uh, trt
1: that was trt new Vitor.
0: But also, he well, he knocked out Dan Henderson when he was uh dad bod um vitor too. You know?
1: <laughs> dad bod v tour, that's yeah. good.
0: But also, uh let me ask you a question. Down in Brazil, right? Do they do they uh does USADA have jurisdiction down there? What do you think? Mm, I don't that's know a the good answer point. to that. That's a good point. You know, is the is the Usada thing
1: like a like a global <laughs> network of uh fucking
0: testers, <laughs> you know?
1: There's gotta be. I, I'd imagine that there's gonna be post fight testing. Yeah. I just don't think that the pre fight testing is gonna be as good.
0: I, I'm gonna stick with Vitor on this. I mean, and I and I usually don't bet on Vitor. Like I usually don't pick him. And late lately, you know, when he fought Weidman, I didn't pick him. I thought Weidman was gonna crush him. You know, I actually didn't pick him against Henderson either.
1: I'm actually not a fan of Vitor.
0: I'm not. I, that's what I'm getting at. Is I'm not a really big fan of his. I mean, he's definitely put the work in, you know, and he earned his place in the the you know the the sort of pantheon of legends in the UFC, you know. But uh, but I, I'm not I'm not I'm not a follower of his career. Kinda. And also the fact that he's so obviously been. Use A user of PEDs. I mean, you remember when he was, when he fought Randy, how, like, jacked he was? He looked like a bodybuilder. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that fucking fight, man. You remember how
1: jacked he was when he fought John Jones? Look at some of those pictures. There's a picture where he's throwing, like, a left hook, and that guy looks juiced to the fucking gills. Yeah. He's huge. He is so vascular, and his (laughs) body is just so fucking ripped and huge. It's insane. And then they're like, oh, hey, he busted, you know, he got busted again. You know, it's crazy. I mean, and then, I mean, the, the testament to that is the way he looks now,
0: naturally. Oh, yeah, he looks
1: shriveled.
0: Yeah. You know, he just looks like like a fucking raisin,
1: you know what I mean? He's like, just like <laughs> he does. He, he looks like, like the oh, size. hey, v- Vitor, have you seen, uh, have you seen, you know, your grandson, Vitor? He's like, <laughs> oh, no, I, I am the grandson, Vitor. <laughs>
0: Something tells me he's gonna win this one though. Hmm. You know. Like I didn't want you know, I, I never like I said, I never I never picked this guy in modern the modern world, you know. But I don't know, I have a feeling he's gonna knock out Jockery in the first round. You know, he's a, he's a fucking failing, spoiler,
1: man. man. Yeah. That's but you're I you're mean. right.
0: Yep. He's one of those guys who just like gets in the mix somehow and then just ruins your plans of your your delusions of grandeur, you know. yeah
1: is he gonna have that cool... i'm still gonna pick jacaray yeah man that's
0: cool i mean you're probably
1: gonna be right <laughs> you're probably right actually but i hope i i think you you might be right actually because i think you're right the guy's a spoiler
0: yeah but you know i i it's just funny because like a couple days ago i was and i woke up one morning and i was like laying in bed thinking about this fight i'm thinking about this card and how i'm actually not going to watch it not gonna be able to see it live because i'm gonna be uh in uh, wherever the fuck I'm going to be I'm we're believing to go Oh on, yeah, you're
1: on the road with Hive Lords. Yeah,
0: and I'm going to have to like watch this fight most likely not live. <laughs> um, and that's a drag cuz I was really looking forward to this, but I'll see it. Hey, you know, I'm not, you know, disparaging the fact that I'm playing with uh this the awesome band Hive Lords, but uh but I was thinking about this fight and I'm just like something Inside me is telling me that Vitor is going to win this fight by like a first round, te- you know, first round knockout, you know, like some kick, a kick, like a spinning back kick, you know what I mean? Because he never, you know, before he knocked out Rockhold, he never did shit like that. He was like a boxer. You don't even really see too much of his ground game either. Yeah, and he head kicked Bisping. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? So I, I, I feel like, um, that, that's going to, like, you know, play play a part in, in his victory, you know, if, if he actually ends up winning. So now, um... Curious. Yeah. It, it, I think it'll be an interesting fight. It'll be cool. So now we got, uh, Fabrizio Verdoom versus Stipe Miocic for the light heavyweight, or for the heavyweight title. Now, you know, once again, uh, you know, Stipe has come a long way. You know, I got to give him his props. However, I just don't think he's going to, he's got what it takes to take out Fabrizio Doom, man. You know, that's uh, just, I'm a fan of Stipe's too. I, I love him. I think he's a great fighter, but I just, I just don't see him beating for Doom, man.
1: On the yeah, lead, man. I think so. I mean, I, you know, Hughes, do you think he transfers Greg Nelson in, uh, Minnesota, isn't that the the guy who plays guitar
0: and Minor Threat? No, oh, that's Jeff Nelson, right? <laughs> I don't remember.
1: <laughs> Sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, he, you know, Stepe. Honestly, he's one of those guys. I think that maybe should think about expanding his camp and like going somewhere else to train. You know, cause I absolutely. You know, he he would do well at like an American Top Team or or you know or um, you know Jackson Winklejohn or something like that. You know? Totally.
1: I mean, uh, I remember watching in his last fight. I think it was the one against Hunt, and it was showing his camp. Maybe it was against Andre. I think it was against Andre. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, this is, hey man, great team. I'm pretty sure it's Greg Nelson who trained um, Sean Chirk. Also, Greg Nelson. You know, he he went through a bout with cancer. He won. And he's still like dude's in sick shape, like, you know, all the respect to that camp and those people, but I, you know, as a a fan watching this, I feel like there's a level that you get, and you see it out of these camps, the major camps, and he's not part of a major camp, And, and I see his training partners, and you're like, wait, who are these heavyweights he's training with, and are they enough? This guy, who is this guy that he's training with? Is that guy what does he have? What, what are his, what are his accolades? What 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 is he? Is he like, you know, the number five heavyweight boxer? Is he like a Olympic team wrestler? Like who is this guy? No, he's just some heavyweight that fights out of Missouri. And you're like,
0: yeah,
1: uh, okay. And like, okay, we're gonna like run up a hill with A. Come on, here we go, running up a hill. And it's like, all right, we got him doing all the things with the sledgehammer and the tire and the plyometrics and he's pushing the sled and it's like, okay, but who's he training with? You know, who, who's he rolling with? like got, we got, got this guy. He's a, a, he's like some black belt out of somewhere in South America and he's here. And it's like, ah, I just don't think that his team is like, I think that he has, he has, you know, great boxing, great cardio. Yep. Yeah. But I agree. I think he needs to diversify his training yeah, I don't necessarily think he needs to leave his, his team. His team got him, and I'm sure that he's a loyal guy. Yeah. But I think he needs to see some other some other areas, you know, some other some other wrinkles in the fold. Yeah, definitely,
0: man. I mean, the only thing that stops him, I guess, at Jackson Wink is that he's got two other heavyweights down there. He's got Orlovsky and, and Verdum. Guys, he's probably going to fight, you know, have to fight again at some point. You know what I mean?
1: Right, he's never fought Overeem. him
0: yeah, he's never fought Overeem. And, and, uh, wait, did I say Overeem? or did I, wait, who did I, I said Orlovsky and I said Orlovsky yeah yeah Orlovsky and Overeem down there so you know yep. Overeem Jones o- and Jones yeah and Overeem Overeem's on you know he's on a title run man you know he's putting together some wins he's got
1: that shot man yeah
0: you know what i mean and um you know i i wanted Orlovsky to win that fight last week but you know yep. Verdoom did the job i mean Verdoom, i keep saying Verdoom, Overeem Overeem did the, did the job you know, the right way. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, I think, um, I'm, I'm even going to say this might be a submission win for, for, uh, doom, you know, cause he's got these like standing submissions. He's got like, you know, you can take motherfuckers down, you know, he might use his, uh, his excellent, uh, kickboxing to set up some, some shit, you know? And, um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a beast on the ground. And now that he's been fighting and, you know, training at King's MMA, his uh, his stand-up game is, like, pretty,
1: pretty on point now, man. Oh, man, he looks so awesome against Velasquez. Yeah. He looked awesome. And I think that, you know, actually, it's funny. You look at that fight and then you look at McGregor against Diaz and it was, like, the same thing. You got someone who's winning on the feet and he's beating up the other guy and guy goes fuck man this isn't working i'm getting this shit kicked out of me on my feet i gotta take this down immediately and then just does it desperation shot boom submitted yep and i, and I could see that happening with miocic too yeah. where he's like oh shit this guy's got actually i think miocic actually has a one inch reach but i could see the kicks being a big problem kiss, yeah. miocic doesn't have good kicks yep and you know if he closes the distance then he's got the knees and then that's where you're your, hand, your reach actually being shorter helps out with the infighting. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that Verdum is going to win. I think it's Verdum's time. I think he's well-rounded. Yeah. And you look at Miocic's wins. You know, he beat andrey Orlovsky, He beat him very quickly. And this is, you know, tw- this was 2015 Arlovsky. He beat Hunt. That was pretty brutal. But, you know, he just took him down and beat the shit out of him. You know, that's definitely where you got to beat up Hunt.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he beat Maldonado. I mean, yeah, come on, yeah. that's a fucking joke.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga,
1: Roy Nelson. I mean, the Roy these Nelson are not... fight was like, like I felt bad for Roy Nelson in that fight
0: because the dude was like, had his hands on his knees. He was like so. Honest. Oh, it's
1: fantastic, Nelson. It's just like, all right, you don't want to cut the weight. You want to fight a that, well, that fucking heavyweight. You want to weigh a bunch, rub your stomach, and and fucking have a you know mullet. All right, well, here's a dude who's like a cardio machine. He's going to beat the shit out of you. Have fun. Yep. You know? He's going to. I think that Nelson's going to have to fight freaking Velasquez at some point with the trajectory it seems Velasquez is going. Yeah. And he's going to get taken down and get the shit kicked out of him. He's going to get ground and pounded like crazy. He's going to suffer, you know, probably his first ground TKO. Anyways, lost to Struve uh, by TKO, Miocic. Has he really evolved since then? I mean, it's a different fighter, I know, but. I just don't. I see a guy who's a jack of all trades, who performed better than we thought he would when he fought against JDS. I still don't. I don't see a champion. Like I don't see a guy who. I shouldn't say I don't see a champion. I don't see a guy who can who can beat Verdum. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree with you 100 percent on that. And, and you know, it's like I, I'm backer. I'm a backer of uh, of Stepaniouche. You know, but I just don't think he's on the same level as uh, as Fabricio. You know, I just think that's a, a, a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, you watched the fights last Sunday and Mm -hmm. what do you you think is next for Orlovsky, man? Like, um, you know, I think he's... Oh, you know,
1: somebody said Barnett. I think that's a great fight. Yeah, that'll be cool.
0: Yeah. I'd like that. Never happened.
1: I mean, it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Two guys have been around for a long time. Yeah.
1: Two former heavyweight champions. Two former heavyweight champions. Paths have never crossed. I think if Barnett didn't get popped for PEDs, then he would have ran into Orlovsky if he stayed in the UFC.
0: Yeah, that was – and,
1: man, like, uh, Bigfoot,
0: this is, like, what, his fifth fifth loss maybe? Like I was saying, I
1: think you should go to Rizin or Rizin or whatever the hell it's called. You should go to the Rizza. The Riza. And (laughs) uh, you should fight against Fedor. Fedor should be like, yeah, I'll take that rematch. Now is the time. Dude's on a four-fight losing streak, you know? You know, get it back, Fedor. There you go. I mean, that's what he's doing right now. He's crushing cans overseas.
0: Hey, man, what do you think
1: of this rumor about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor
0: having a boxing match? Do you think that's ever going to happen?
1: I don't know. It's very difficult to say. I think that if they co-promoted and the UFC was able to do like a 10 million buys pay-per-view and got – Twice as much as they usually do, even though Floyd would be like, "I want eighty percent of revenue." Yeah, I mean, just look what look at what Floyd did to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally.
1: He's gonna do the same shit to the UFC. Yep. They don't have any fucking bargaining power. They don't have shit. No. Nah. So it's like you know I don't I, uh, I don't see it happening. Man. If it's worth it to the UFC, maybe they'll do it. They don't. They don't really care. Somebody was saying I think it might have been Joe Rogan. He was like, "If if McGregor fights against Floyd and he goes to a decision." Then that's pretty freaking good. That's even good for MMA. Yeah. If he gets like blown out of the water like James Tony did against Rener Couture, I mean that'd be some like karmic justice, you know, on many levels. But I It just, would be horrible for I MMA. Just, uh, I just, uh,
0: you know, I, I don't give a fuck what McGregor does, really. But also, I just feel like, what the fuck is that guy thinking, man? I mean, yeah, he he's he's a decent like kickboxer for for, for MMA. But, and I know that he used to box a little bit in, in Ireland, but Floyd Mayweather is arguably the greatest boxer of all time, you know, for that weight class.
1: At his weight class, undeniably. Yeah.
0: You know, and, uh, I don't know, man. It just seems like folly. It just seems like a three ring circus, man. It seems like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if it ever happens, but it, there's like May the, a den- Mayweather way.
1: would take it. It'd yeah. be so much money. It'd, it'd would be just another... I just don't think the UFC is going to let it happen. Yeah. Now,
0: Mayweather would take it because it's easy money for him, man. Totally. Easy money for him, and it's another win, you know, for his record. Of- I mean, fuck. I would watch it. I would... Dude, you know how much that pay-per-view is going to be? Like, the the, uh, the Pacquiao-Floyd um, Mayweather fight was a $100 pay-per-view. And I had, I had to go over to Rafe's. Well, not like I had to, but I went over to Rafe's, and we split the cost on it. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money, bro. I you know Yeah, like, I went over my buddy Joe's and he bought it. hundred dollars for a pay per view, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like that's just
1: too much fucking money, man. And the fight sucked.
0: Yeah, and the fight wasn't the wasn't the best fight. And also it's like
1: It's fucking terrible.
0: I would love for Mayweather just to take him out in the first round, man. You know?
1: Dude. That's not his style though. I know it's not his style. I don't think Mayweather's TKO would dude since the time when oh, I don't remember who it was against. It was that time where like the guy went to touch gloves or something or I don't know, he did something cheap and he went to go touch gloves or something and Mayweather was just like, boom. And just oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> knocked him out. It was like, that was so fucking bad.
0: If they fought a boxing match, how many rounds do you think it would be? Would it be, would it be a Cause does Mayweather still retain the title? Would it be a championship fight? I think
1: Mayweather would just, he would let it last as long as it is the whole fucking time. He doesn't care.
0: No, but I mean like, like officially how, how many rounds of that fight? Like would would it go for? Like as far as like, would it be like a title fight or would it be just like a regular boxing match? Oh, you mean like how many? How many? Rounds? Like would it be boxing rounds? Yeah, how
1: many boxing rounds? Whatever the max round. Ra- what is how much? Twelve rounds in a title for, fight for, a, for a, ch-
0: a title? Yeah.
1: I think it would go the whole. I think it would go the distance. I think that Mayweather would just outbox them. He would show. You know, it would make more sense for him to not just knock him out and show him, this is footwork, these are angles, these are, no, this is, these are different punching combinations, this is hand speed, this is foot speed, you know, this is panting. (laughs) you know, and just do a fucking clinic on McGregor.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice to see that. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, dude, this is, uh, that, that's the whole nut, man. We covered you got is there any, any other fights you wanna do wanna talk about? On the card? Anything that jumps out at you?
1: Nah, not really. I mean, you got some other people on here like Yancy Maderos versus Francisco Trinaldo. I don't give a shit about that fight. Um Sergio Moraes versus Luan Chags. I don't know. Sergio Moraes is a really lovable dude. I hope he wins. And then you have Honato Carnero versus uh Tukagov and uh, yeah, I don't know Tukagov. You know, he's one of those interesting uh, Russian, dagestan type fighters. So no, not really. I mean, there's some. I think there's some fights that are gonna be good on, but we already covered the the, the really good fights, which is amazing. You know, that's only three fights on the undercard. Everything else is just a, what a great card.
0: Yeah, no, it's pretty solid, man. I to figure out when I'm gonna watch it. Maybe I'll get the pay-per-view and like watch it like late night or something, you know, like in the, uh, like wherever the hotel, yeah, man. hotel we're staying in or whatever. Yep. I'll be like, Oh no, what city are you playing? no shit. Ah, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. The metropolis.
1: Maybe uh, two white freak.
0: No, we're playing. Maybe, uh, I, maybe too I hope white so. White for
1: you will come out.
0: They could, you never know, man you never know these days True that people and their little obsessions with fascism and stuff, you know? <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, I'm going to go hydrate myself and, uh, <laughs> thanks. Chill out. And, uh, yeah, man, have a good evening and I'll talk to you next time. And thanks everyone for listening.
1: Awesome, man. Later. Peace, night. Good
0: night. promise on the floor oh, I found a broken promise down the floor
1: oh, I found a broken
0: is this is it this is um 198 198 okay cool yeah i think so let me double check that just want to make sure we get that right <laughs> that'd be embarrassing what was he what was almost equally as embarrassing is not knowing what uh steve A. miocic's status was in the title hunt last week <laughs> it
1: turns out right was, it was like where's uh he's playing with the title next yeah
0: i know man it sucks oh yeah so this is 198